0: So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay? Well, listen here.
1: Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 7 of Love After Lockup. On this episode, Brittany demands cash from Andy, Melissa and Louis go to the dentist to talk about replacing his teeth, Anthony shops for an engagement ring for Sheree, Renika finally confronts Asante, Chelsea is annoyed and takes it out on Mikey, and Joy and Red awkwardly make out in front of his family. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating, and if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day Mk, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr.
0: O. How are things going with you?
1: Uh, things are going okay, yeah, uh, it's the day before Halloween, so I feel like we've got all our holidays coming up.
0: Yep, yep, I have, um, my, my kids are getting old enough now that they don't really want to do anything for Halloween, like, on Halloween, like, we're splitting up and, like, one's gonna be at my house, one's gonna be at my ex's house, but it's just like, we'll hand out candy, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, you know what candy does? It rots your teeth, so speaking of, let's start off with Melissa and Louie. <laughs> So Louis has made Melissa a heart-shaped pizza to try and make up for their fighting since it's their last night. He gets back to the hotel room and Melissa isn't there, but all signs point to the fact that she's still at the hotel. He finds her at the gym and presents her with the pizza, and she asks if it's an apology. Louis says that he doesn't have a guilty conscience, but if he has upset her, he wants to make it up to her. Melissa is still acting cold and tells him that she has working out uh, she was working out to clear her head. She wants him to understand where she's coming from, you know, being jealous. She's worried about what he'll do when she's not there, and she wants to trust him. Louis is trying to listen, but Melissa wants a response because she wants reassurance from him. Louis says that he didn't think he was being flirtatious, but recognizes that she sees it that way, so he'll work on it. He asks her not to worry about losing him to someone else and asks for trust. Melissa says she will try to trust him. Melissa says having Louis out of prison is harder than she thought because although she loves him, she doesn't really trust him. Melissa tells him to keep his hands to himself and he agrees. Later, Louie and Melissa are on their way to the dentist because Louis is very self-conscious about his teeth. Melissa is also supportive because she doesn't like his teeth either and because Mm -hmm. she doesn't want him to feel held back from things like applying for jobs. Melissa is paying the $150 for the dentist consultation. Louis says that in prison they would give temporary fillings, which led to more decay, and then they would, at that point, extract the tooth. Louis has only five teeth left up top. The dentist talks over the options of dentures and implants. Melissa is already against the dentures because she doesn't want to see what she refers to his grandpa mouth in bed or his dentures in the bathroom. Because it's been a while, the dentist says that he can't just get implants because he'll have to get a sinus lift and a bone graft, which means surgeries, before they can even put in the implant. She warns him that it will be a much more expensive option. Louis is prepared to get dentures, but Melissa says she might not even ever recover if she sees him without teeth, and Louis thinks it would be cool to bite her without teeth. To get dentures, it ends up that it's about $4,800 versus implants, which are just under $40,000. Yeah. Yeah. So if these are the options and you're as young as Louis as well, I mean, you are because Louie's about your age, right? Uh, Yeah, that's
0: right. Mm -hmm.
1: Would you at this point, you know, because you got a lot of life left there. Right. Uh, spend the 40,000 for implants or would you just go dentures?
0: Well, I need I need a little bit more information because I need to know like, you know, are these implants that are you're going to put in? What are the chances that they don't take or that they fall out or that they go right. bad? Right. Right. Am I going to have to get them replaced like every, you know, so often? Like I know my, um, I have my brother-in-law actually, um, this is not teeth at all, but he had a really bad um, fall one time and he broke his hip. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, and it took years, but, but, and he tried to repair it. They tried to do it. It just didn't take. He had to get a hip replacement. Right. Yeah. And it was one of those things that he was trying to put off because he was real young when it happened. He was trying to put it off as long as he could because they were like, yeah, this thing lasts for 30 years. And so when you're 25 and you get a hip replacement or you're 30 and you get a hip replacement and it only lasts for 30 years, it's like, we're going to have to do it again when you're 60. Right. And so it depends on that. Right. But I guess, I mean, I would not get forty thousand dollars if they're like, oh yeah, but you have to get these implants completely redone and taken out, and it's going to cost you another fifteen thousand every ten years. Right? Eh, I might just go for the dentures.
1: Uh, I don't know. I think I would go implants. I feel like you have a lot of life left in you, and I don't know if taking all your existing teeth out to put dentures in is like the answer.
0: Yeah, I mean, my, my my grandfather had something similar done with the dentures, but of course, when he had it done, he was like sixty, right? So that's a yeah. little bit different. Um, and but it was the same kind of thing. Like he only had like five teeth in the front, and you know, all his teeth in the back were gone. And it was just like, wow, well, your mouth is just like kind of, And it, he and it was for so long for him because I think he got it done when he was in the army. right? Yeah. Same kind of same kind of dental care in the army as you get in the, sure. in prison, right? Yeah. You're like I oh, no, we'll fill it. Oh, that didn't take. We're pulling a tooth, like right? Um, right. And it was like and – and so he, he was at the point where the dentist was like, you have the sharpest gums I've ever felt in my entire life. <laughs> but in the, but at the end of the day, it was like – that. It, it was dentures. But I mean I also don't know how far along dentures have come because they still – I guess you're right. They don't look right. But that's also because the two of us are in a very different financial situation than they are.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: We both both of us could swing a forty thousand dollar, you know, unnecessary unnecessary dental bill. Whereas I think he might just go, well, let me get dentures now and we can save up some money and I can do the implants later. I don't think you can. If you commit to dentures now, you can't get the implants. Right.
1: Uh, I think that is exactly the issue. Right. If you get dentures now, they have to extract all your teeth.
0: Yeah, but then – well, OK. I guess it's a matter of whether you're – I I was thinking the implants were going to – you could do implants on the other teeth as well. But I guess oh, not. Oh, no.
1: They're just – they're talking about replacing the ones that are missing.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, that would probably be even more expensive if they had to like do implants on the whole thing. But I mean, well, what I think is kind of nice is that like – if you do implants, you can do like one tooth at a time like on layaway, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> well, You'll yeah. have to get a full mouth immediately. I think you
0: kind of do though because I think that's well, the issue. part I think, of it, I right? Think, the yeah, prep
1: be- part you have to do first.
0: Right, the sinus thing. But I think if you don't get all the teeth put in, then you don't have – because the reason your sinuses fall is because you don't have the support from your anything lower jaw. There, sure. Right? And so if you don't put anything there, you can fix the sinuses and if you don't put anything there – it's just going to go – it's going to fall again and we're going to have to do this start all over again. So, I don't know if it's like you do like four teeth like – Right, <laughs> yeah. To get it to Prop hold up. something up. Yeah, yeah, like a bridge or some sort. I don't know how that works. I I, I would, I have would to. think
1: so because I have a friend who's kind of the same situation. He has a missing tooth and he had to get it prepped. He couldn't just straight up get a dental implant. And mm-hmm. he is on the – Mexico, like dentist plan, where whenever he can afford something, he goes to Mexico and gets it done. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, God only knows when he had his prep work done, but it's been a couple years and he still hasn't had the implant put in.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the, we, you're, yeah, the Mexico in Mexico plan is a lot more doable for people where you are than where I am. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Getting to Mexico
0: is an issue. I've known people who go to Canada for surgeries, um, but. It's not that much cheaper, right? <laughs> Stupid Canada.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but I mean, I, I I kind of get where she's at too, in that like, but it is. Ah, it's really also. I don't want to see you without teeth. That sounds gross. Like, and like, so let's spend forty thousand dollars so I don't have to be mildly uncomfortable because your dentures are on the on the on the thing next door. Because I mean it. I think where he's at is he's like, "Uh, yeah, I did drugs and I have a meth mouth, of course, like whatever. Right. I kind of kind of resigned myself to I'm going to be young with dentures a long time ago. And that's something that she hasn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I actually appreciate the fact that he wasn't trying to like spend her money on the Cadillac of care, as mm-hmm. they were kind of putting it uh, with the dental implants, you know, he was kind of like, well, dentures it is. And she's the one that's like, "Uh, gross, no.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, I guess. Yeah, whatever works for her. But if she's paying, but that is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, to, oh, especially yeah. if they have to come up with it up front, which you, you should be able to finance it in some some way. But still, yeah, that's a lot. But All that's right, like so, a f- car, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's more that – I'm cheap with my cars. It's more expensive than any car I've ever ever paid for. Um, Yeah. But speaking of money troubles, let's go to Chelsea and Mikey. Uh, So we're still at the hotel room where Mikey is trying to wake Chelsea up and she's trying to dodge his advances. So she says she's still feeling like shit and didn't sleep well because she misses her kids and she's sick and all this stuff. So he is frustrating that Chelsea is moving really slow with the sex – and is now frustrated that she's not like up and moving because they have an appointment with an attorney. So while she's laying in bed, she also gets a call from Gio, who is her friend that's watching her kids right now. Evidently, the kids are all sick too. So she's still five hours from home, so she can't get back to him. But he's like, oh, it's fine. I gave him some baby Tylenol. They're all asleep. It's, no, <laughs> They're all drugged back. up. Everything's yeah. <laughs> fine. <laughs> so – but then he talks about what something that came in the mail, which is a letter from Social Security – which has something about benefits or something. And so she looks at it it like, holds it up to the camera for her. And it says, yeah, we're cutting off your benefits. Um, and she's like, what? She starts freaking out immediately um, because she needs that money to take care of her kids. And so this is at this point, Mikey's back in the room. She's trying to talk to Gio on the phone, which is, of course – you know, because she has to – she's trying to speak in ASL. It's a video call. So she's trying to sign to Gio and like everything she signs to Geo, Mikey's like the, – the phone isn't facing him. And he's like, what is he saying? What is he saying? And she's getting super frustrated just being like, I can't translate for you and talk to him at the same time. Just, yeah, go away. Um, so she tells Mikey to get out. And he's not really a fan of his plan. Uh, and he talks about how there's a lot of layers of frustration going on for him, which ends in him like spiking an empty coffee cup in the on the ground of the stairwell. So back in the room, Chelsea explains that she gets an SSI check for her dad's workman's comp, which mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure how that works. I'm glad I don't have to know. Mm-hmm. But also she gets food stamps that are also getting cut off. Um, so she doesn't know how she's even going to like – Pay to for her kid's stuff, let alone now that she's supposed to be financially responsible for Mikey. How is that going to work? So, next they get in the car and they're both frustrated. So, Mikey asks why she didn't like tell her about the money issues beforehand. And then she was like, well, when I was getting my benefits, there weren't any money issues. <laughs> there was nothing to tell. Um, so, they get – To the office and – the the lawyer's office and she's going to wait in the car. She's not going to go inside because there isn't – there is not an interpreter there. So what's the point? He can just fill her in when when he gets back. So he tries unsuccessfully to get her to come in for a little while but eh, whatever. So he's talking to the lawyer. The reason he wants to talk to the lawyer is because uh, he wants to file a suit or sue the prison from when he had his stroke. So Matthew, the lawyer, asks about what happened and Mikey fills him in. So the issue – the issues that he'd be, you know, suing over neglect because, for one, he didn't get uh, immediately medical attention when he, like, collapsed on the baseball field. God. Um And two, they, like, had the situation where they finally did call an ambulance and then another, like, foreman, like, canceled the ambulance and said, you have to take the prison transportation instead. And that caused another delay. And then when they got him there, they were, like, using unnecessary restraints that was making his condition worse. Um and so all of this was bad. So Mikey tells Matthew that by the time he co- – from the time he collapsed or started having symptoms on the softball field until he was actually in a hospital bed was something like seven hours. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Matthew seems to think that that might be a pretty solid case for him <laughs> uh, for medical neglect. But they will need to have an expert medical witness testify as to whether or not this constitutes medical negligence. So if the doctor does, you know, agree and testifies to that negligence, then he's then Mikey's gonna have a very strong case, which potentially could be a lot of money, which is why Matthew brings up that he works on contingency. So he also warns that it's gonna be at least six to eight months before the case might progress to the point that even to the point in discovery where they would start to offer settlements. Right, let alone let alone an actual, um, you know, verdict or something. So, Mikey's disappointed because he was hoping for two or three months, especially with you know uh, Chelsea losing her benefits. He was hoping he could use that money to contribute and you know pay his way and and help her out. But he goes back to the car to Phil and Chelsea, who's also pretty disappointed about that time frame and is just acting visibly frustrated. So he he doesn't find that very attractive at all. Like he just mm. gets like mad about it because she's just like and and he ends up getting out of the car. He's like, this is getting too heated. I'm going to get out of the car and take some time. And then she yells at him about getting out of the car and getting back in and then drives off. So, not great for me. (laughs) No frustration. No. (laughs) Um,
1: Her behavior on this entire episode was very frustrating to me. It's Mm -hmm. like, wow, way to not have any patience and really show like a Pretty like he was right. I thought a very unattractive side of you. Like this is how you deal with conflict. You know, like it
0: wasn't even conflict. It was like, oh, something happened that's frustrated you, and you just pick fights with me. Yeah, like the awesome. That's great. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And it's like things obviously out of Mikey's control, and just like acting petty, passive aggressive, and it's like towards him, which once again he is not the source of her frustration and conflict and so it just it seemed really unnecessary for her to make his life a living hell just because she was going through something
0: yeah yeah and and that's you know maybe one of the first things we've kind of seen because we kind of heard stories from her about her anger issues and how things Mm -hmm. get when she gets the fight but we haven't really seen it before now
1: yeah yeah it was i just like especially the part where she refused to go in it's like, OK, the least you could do is be supportive of your partner. And like, who cares if you don't understand what's going on? He's asking you to just be there.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. And but yeah, no, everything is about her and what she's feeling and and these and, and it is admittedly to all of a sudden discover that the money you were relying on is gone is pretty frustrating and right. gonna throw you for a loop. super
1: stressful. Yeah,
0: super stressful. Um. But yeah, but that it's not helped by, it's actually made worse. And it's like one of those things that's natural. Just like uh, who, there's nobody else here to take my frustrations out on. So here we go. But then now you have not only do you have your frustrations It didn't go away because you screamed, at, you yelled, and were petty to Mikey. Now you have an angry, annoyed, frustrated partner too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Clearly makes the situation worse.
1: Yeah, I mean. And then I feel like in reaction, we saw a side of Mikey, like, you know, and I know it's as simple as like he got frustrated and like threw his coffee cup. But when you see glimpses of that, you're like, oh, okay, Um, it could go south fast, right? I could definitely see a situation like this escalating uh whereas you know before it's like the side of chelsea and mikey you're just like oh they're such a sweet couple you wouldn't imagine them having like that kind of potentially volatile interactions
0: no i and that's that's true about like a lot of people who and and then part of what's so difficult about things like domestic violence is like it's not like they're like that all the time right right? and Mm -hmm. then and especially in public, when they're on their best behavior and they're keeping it there, then people – you're like, they're not even an angry person. I've never seen them get angry. And it's right. like, oh, no. They're but behind closed doors and in certain situations, it's, you know, dangerous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, let's move on to a definitely less dangerous couple, at least at this point, <laughs> and that's Sheree and Anthony. Mm-hmm. So, Anthony recaps his conversation with his mom about boundaries to Sheree. After his PO calls and Anthony asks about permission to attend his party, the PO tells him that he will have a curfew extension until 1 a.m. Anthony isn't supposed to drink or partake in any shenanigans. Anthony is happy that Sheree is happy. Anthony is excited to see Richie, Sheree's son. Sheree has a twin brother, Debo, who is dropping off Richie. Anthony is doing dishes when they get there, and he gives a very mellow greeting as he works in the kitchen and kind of almost ignores them. Debo asks Anthony about the marriage, which everyone, remember, thinks is real because Sheree faked the marriage certificate. I forgot that. Debo is upset about not being asked for a blessing, and he says that now Anthony's going to have to earn a blessing. Anthony says that he let Sheree go when they were kids, but he always made a promise that he would never let her go again if they ended up getting back together again. Debo wonders if Anthony can handle all her attitude. Anthony wants to have a conversation with Richard, Richie's father, without Sheree. Anthony doesn't know Richard is going to be at his release party, which is a blackout theme since, according to Sheree, black represents freedom. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know what, according to what, but all right. Uh, Debo complains that all black attire sounds hot, like heat stroke hot. Sheree warns him not to be too hard on Anthony. Anthony, meanwhile, goes ring shopping with his mom. Anthony says that, you know, they had gotten in a fight when Sheree found out he was still married. And after the engagement ring he got her, mysteriously disappeared. Anthony picks one out, and his mom says that it's an inch-high private eye, implying that it was a very small diamond. Anthony picks out the ring anyway, and then production foreshadows something by asking him if Sheree will be surprised learning anything about him, and he says, no, but... No production is trolling because why would in the world would <laughs> they ask that it seemed like such an out of place thing for them to yeah. ask. So they are going to use this footage to like uh, foreshadow and then, you know, replay it, play it back. Like, oh, oh yeah, we, yeah, we told you something was happening. <laughs> so right, for sure. what on earth is Sheree going to find out that Anthony's hiding or learn <sighs> about him?
0: It's going to be something dumb, right? It's always yeah. something dumb. Like it's always—I would say always—but very often it ends up just being a complete like nothing that is like, yeah. like you well, didn't know of it. Uh, I was engaged before or something like that. This is well, not the was first just ring gonna I bought, say, Right?
1: Do we actually have confirmation that he's divorced right now?
0: Um. I, I I don't know. We can't believe any of it because people be faking paperwork on this, on this God, couple. I know, of know, right? Like,
1: we don't know. Anthony could be faking paperwork, too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, so it, it could totally be something along those lines. Along the, actually, we didn't file the divorce paper. We signed it, but we didn't file it. So it's not official yet. Like, that's probably something in that range. But it's one of those things that's funny. You're right, because he was – Production wanted him to be like, oh, yeah, there's something I haven't told her yet. And he was just like, I'm not going to say that. No.
1: (laughs) And yeah. And so it's like production is like, why would you even include that unless there is something to be told?
0: Right. Right. I I, I had completely forgotten they were fake married and that everybody believes that they're married until he brought it up. Which is like also like really tough on – Like Anthony, right? Because that was clearly Sheree's idea. Like Sheree's the only one who cared. And so when you have the rest of the family be like, What's up, man? You didn't like ask for anybody's approval or blessing or anything. That's fucked up. And he's like,
1: But why it's fake? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, I guess I didn't. (laughs) Like, there's nothing for him to do because he can't tell. He can't be like, Real talk, man. Actually, we're not married.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's something about Anthony where he just, he, and I believe it because he hasn't got sleep because Shrey snores, but he's just like walking around like a zombie. But maybe it's just yeah. because he hasn't got any sleep.
0: I could be. I mean – just yeah.
1: He's so flat and has like And then no he tried to take a nap
0: and his mom jumped on him. Right.
1: <laughs> Poor dude. He's just trying to live his life.
0: Yeah. I mean I think, I think a lot of it is – I think it's half that and half just like I'm going to keep my mouth shut, not get in any trouble. Like – uh huh. I'm not saying anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, his whole demeanor, even when he's telling his mom to kind of fuck off and leave us alone, he's just still kind of like, yeah, like um, you know, you're not gonna have any say in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, yeah. So I think you have a the theory there. He might, he might just literally be tired. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's go on to people who are not tired, and that's Vernica Asante. So Renika is back after, I don't know, two episodes she's been gone. We haven't seen yeah, her. Yeah, But while. we pick up right where we left off. She's knocking on Asante's hotel door. So when he opens it, the first words she says are, is that bitch in here? Oh, and thankfully she's not. And it seems like Asante is also tired or high or something. He's also seems out of it this whole time. So we don't really get the big blow up that was teased with all this, her crazy talk. She just kind of calmly says that she's done and she doesn't want to even look at him. So literally for the rest of the time, for every other conversation we have, she's like turned at a 90 degree angle from him, looking away from him, (laughs) like will not even look in his direction. So he doesn't deny anything, right? And he's just kind of be like, well, I guess, you know, people got to go through what they got to go through. And and this is my favorite. Nobody's perfect. Oh God. Oh my God. That's supposed to be like when you mess up you burn the toast. Not when you, uh, sorry, I had sex with like three other different women. Nobody's oh, perfect. God. Like, no. So it's not that great because uh, she's like, because he was like, you know, we, we had to go through, through some things. And she's like, you didn't go through anything. What is this? <laughs> like you, what you went through at, hooking up with a bunch of women. Yay. Uh, well, what, what travails for you? Um, so anyway, so she says that, you know, the way he let her on was fucked up. You know, he literally, and then, she was like, the way you led me on was fucked up. And he was like, How did I lead you on? It's like, what? Oh my gosh. What? what? Like,
1: ridiculous.
0: <laughs> so uh, that makes me think best case scenario, he doesn't know what lead someone on means. So their whole God. relationship, because their whole relationship was built on lies. So let's go out. So she starts cry ranting about how much she hates his ass. And she walks out of the room and seemingly out of the relationship. So after she leaves, she says she's just going to have to deal with what she has to deal with. The producers then ask him what happened when he after he left her place that morning. So he says he, he went to his auntie's house to pick up a phone and they're like, at five in the morning? And and he's like, yeah. And they're like, tell us what really happened. And he's like, that is. And they're like, no, it wasn't. Tell us what really happened. My god So then he's like, all right, well, it, it was a female that had bought me a phone and some stuff, just an old friend, um you know, that she had my phone and stuff. So I went over to get it. And they were like, well... Did you have sex with this old friend? And he was like, Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh my God. He's such an idiot.
1: I don't understand the point of lying to production.
0: And then completely coming back on it. Yeah, I don't even. Right.
1: It doesn't make any sense like to me.
0: They never get away with it for very long. And it's like, Right. Well, that's because the thing is, I think he's just used to lying to people who are way dumber than the people who run the TV show. Yeah. And he's like, I just went over to my auntie's house. And we're like, No, you didn't. And like, But I did. And they're like, no, you didn't. Damn. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we know she's not your
0: aunt. Yeah. Right. And it's not like a mad, like crazy, like, I'm going to fight with you with that. They're just like, mm, no, that's not what happened. Tell us yeah. what really happened. Right. Um. So anyway, so Renika's in the hallway, like, well, yeah, it makes sense that I can't compete with some woman who was around before me. And, you know, is just at your beck and call all the time like this other woman was because she's not about that life. So back in the hotel room, he claims it. He just... You know, I just—it was just temptation. I just—I just—I just, I just, I just succumb to temptation, and then starts walking down the hallway toward her, and then that's when we get the incoherent yelling that starts. Yeah. So we also get awful lighting, though. To the lighting in the hallway is ridiculous. It looks like two shadows just like yelling at each other. <laughs> so Renika tells him to go back to his other bitches, and then he tells us in an actual well lit interview that he doesn't—he doesn't have just one girlfriend, and then lists a starting three, yeah. which. May not include. I don't know if it does and does not include Auntie and the person that he had the, the sex traded hit sex for a phone. I don't know. So she keeps trying to talk to him without looking at him, and then starts yelling about getting her money back, meaning the bond money, which means she wants to send him back to prison. So she says it's diva time because remember she has like those three personalities, yeah. and claims that she. Uh, and he's like, well, talking to her is like going to boot camp, and he just wants her to leave before the police get called, and he ends up getting locked back up. So she gets back to the car with Casey, the private investigator, and tells Casey that she's done with Asante, um, which is at least an answer for him. So he's like, case closed. Job well <laughs> done. All right. So I guess the, the, the thing that I just – that that I, confuses me about so these situations like this, and I think I finally got an answer, but I'm curious what you think. How does this loser have like all these women who are just willing to have sex with him at the like first word, like boom – like, I don't I mean, understand how these guys get out of prison right. and immediately have 10 women that are trying to, like, you know, hook up with them immediately.
1: Uh, Well, prison talk, right? So, like, they're right. mm-hmm. pillow talk, prison talk, whatever. That's, like, going strong. It's, like, the first time they get to see him. They think, like, oh, yeah, uh, it's his first time out. Like, it's going to be good, you know? And – I don't know. I think there may be some appeal to that.
0: I would not think that at all. I would Uh, think it's this guy. This guy hasn't had sex with a woman in 10 years. He's going to be done in three seconds. This is not going to be enjoyable for anybody except for him. Right, but
1: yeah. And also like he's arguably good looking. Like I could see, you know, how people would be like, oh, yeah, he's really hot. Like I'm going to throw caution to the wind, ignore all the red flags and I'm just going to have sex with this guy, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, my my theory was that it was like, oh, when you're in prison, you have nothing to do but prison talk, right? Yeah. And he might have prison talked at like three, four hundred different women. Oh, sure, sure. And found sure, like sure. five that were that were down, yeah, right? Yeah, like, that makes sense. And so, like that, that I think that's more where it came from. But like, but then to be like, like he's so full of shit. Like yeah. it was just temptation. It was like. No, was you went it? out of your way to visit different women to have sex with all of them. That's not temptation. That's like a purposeful act.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it really pissed me off, too. Like, well, I didn't lead you on. It's like, I'm sure she told him about her children right there. If he was a decent human being, mm-hmm. he would have said like, OK, listen, like I don't, you know, and even make up something like I I don't know if I'm ready to be a stepdad. You right. know, and play that angle or something if he – you know, maybe he could still keep her on the hook for money and stuff like that. But once he's uprooting, you know, the kid's life, it would be like, all right, maybe I should just move on.
0: Right. But I mean it, even if you didn't count the kids – and I, I, I'm i with you. The kids is, is a huge deal and that's where if you were a halfway decent person, you'd be like, well, let's not get the kids involved in this scam. Right. Right. Yeah. But like the fact that he got out of prison – went to the house that she had set up for the two of them. Right. right. Slept there for most of the night and then snuck out in the middle of the night. I was like, but I didn't lead you on. Like, what are you talking doing? about?
1: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't – yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
0: I can't think of a more clear example of leading someone on. Right. Telling them you're going to move in with them and marry them and then sneaking out the first night. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah
1: and then like – You know, completely ghosting them like no big deal. Like, I I don't understand that.
0: It makes no
1: sense. It was like, wasn't
0: it like his, it was like his parole address. Yeah. He just dipped out. Like,
1: (laughs) right. It makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. Let's move on to a couple that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but.
0: No, but yeah. nothing. No, I can't right. make heads or tails of it.
1: <laughs> right. And that's Joy and Red. So Red's family and Joy are all waiting for Red to be released. They all run up to him and he hugs his mom and family first before giving Joy a hug. And then they awkwardly make out in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Joy feels like they don't know what they're doing when it comes to kissing since they both haven't kissed anyone in forever. And Red even apologizes about his kissing. And Joy says that they will learn together. Red appreciates that Joy has never left his side, so he's ready to get married to her today. Red runs ahead because he's so excited to leave the prison. In the interview, we see that Red has a Joy tattoo, like right kind of above his chest. Uh, Joy hopes that everyone sees how much Red loves her, and that will help them forget about all that cheating and not visiting stuff. Later, the family heads over to the catfish kettle for some all-you-can-eat. Red's cousins tell him how they missed important life events like graduations, new cars, new houses. And Red says that he learned more about his family in prison and he talked to them every day and he loves them. Red is happy that they are all getting along and his mom Esther brings up Joy not ever visiting and her pregnancy. Red says that they can get over the cheating. Joy says that they can move it past it now that they're in person and she will be truthful and loyal to him. Esther then brings up that he had two women sending her money to send to Joy. Red says that they were just friends and brings up Joy's cheating to justify his behavior. Joy thinks that the cheating always seems to be brought up. She says, yeah, it's like, I don't understand. And she knows it wasn't a good time and they need to get over it already. Joy presses Red and asks for the real truth. And she points out that he hid the money thing from her. Red doesn't offer any kind of explanation, but says that, you know, he's just friends with those girls and they weren't flirting. Joy says she believes him because she doesn't want to be a nagging girlfriend because she knows how it feels to keep being accused of something. (laughs) My God. Red Uh goes outside to get some sun and his cousin finds him and Red asks to borrow his phone. Red Red then makes a call to a woman who doesn't answer. Red tells us that... He's talking to like eight women when he was in prison, and he just likes the tension and generally talking to women, especially when he was surrounded by men in prison. Okay, so I mean, I feel like we have seen this a hundred bazillion times on this show. Mm -hmm. You know, the guy who will tell us to our face, to his family's face, to his partner's face, that he loves her. And you're always kind of a little confused, like, all right, this seems like an odd match. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you find out he's like talking to all these other women. But no, 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 they don't mean anything. It's this one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is the one because I don't know. And I never know why. Because, yes, you're right. We've seen it so many times. And that's that's the, the, the classic prison talk trope, right? Right. And they get out. And all of a sudden they're like, well, what was his face? Because we had the one – I can't even remember their names. There was the ones with the head. They they were on the, the Ferris wheel with the daughter and the, the amusement park oh and they found stuff out. Yes. And then there was the ones. Um, I
1: want to say Derek.
0: Yeah. And then there was the one who. Um,
1: Derek and Monique, I want to
0: say. Oh, oh no, was, no, Oh, this is before them. Derek and Monique was, was a similar one. Yeah. And then you had the I know we were
1: talking about. She wore that crazy like 70s like yeah. disco jumpsuit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then you had the. Who was the one? Yeah, no, Derek and because he had the, he had the burner phone. Right? Yeah, he had like all like eight different burner phones. Oh no, phones. but I love her. <laughs> I want to marry her. Oh, but I love
1: female attention. It's like I don't understand that kind of mentality. Like, and I feel like we've said this so many times. Every time this type of couple comes up, it's like I don't. I'm not mad about the fact that Red wants attention from other women, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that he wants to talk to eight other women. I'm not mad about that. I'm mad about that. He's doing that and trying to hold one person down and be like, oh, I will be the father to your child that also you cheated on me with. And I feel like that's also why this is weirdly going to last much longer than it should, because she is going to continuously forgive him for cheating because she cheated. You know,
0: I don't know that she will. I think. This is – because this is my, thi- my thing with the women or whatever. Like I feel like she feels like she's got him caught in something that was wrong but not mm-hmm. as bad as what she did. Right. Right. So far. And so far, I, I mean if he's talking to eight different women. I just – because – let me finish my thought first. And the whole point of like forgiving him was so that – she could forgive him for this transition, transgression, so that anytime any time anybody brings up a cheating, or he brings up a cheating, yep. she could be like, "Wait, we had a I forgave you for this other thing, yes. and yeah, because I did the cheating, and we were square. I, like this is yep, no longer I absolutely it see that. Mm-hmm. Right, and so yeah. that that's she was looking for anything she could quote forgive him for, so right. that she could be like, "Well, we gave, we forgave each other, and now we're all even, Stevens. So he, yes. now we're now I've moved past it, right?" But I mean, I just I also just feel like. I don't know. A lot of the guys – because I, you know, I wouldn't say I talk to women, but I have women friends, right? And we talk to each other and, you know, it's things. But I'm not – that's different than what they're doing, right? Right, And I want to be – like, they want it to sound like it's me. Like, I just have – I meet people and they're friends and they're women. But, like, I am not making moves on any of them. Where's no chance of anything happening with any of them, like, ever. And everybody knows this. Whereas with, like, Red, that's not the case. Like – there's a very good chance things will happen with, with him. He like admits that it's a flirty relationship with women, not just yeah. like, I have a friend that happens to be a woman.
1: Yeah, he likes attention. He's admitted that. Right.
0: When you say that, when you say, I like attention from women, that's a very different animal than being like, oh, I have other women that I talk to because they're my friends. Right. Right? And, yeah.
1: But, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just see her even if she found out about his cheating – Like her, I mean, you could tell she doesn't have very high self-esteem in
0: the first place. Mm
1: -hmm. She does feel guilty about the cheating. That's why when people bring it up, it's just like she's. right. It's
0: a hit hit dog will holler for sure. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And so she, if she found out he like was legit cheating on her, she would feel this guilt. Like, well, I did that to him. So not that, you know, she's putting it out there that he has a hall pass. But in her mind, I'm sure she believes that he has a hall pass. Three of them, to be exact. Three of
0: them. Well, this is the thing. And then the thing that drove me the most nuts about them is the way it ended. Like the last thing she said was, well, let's go home and make another baby. And I was like, you're broke. You have no money. This guy's talking to Ada the Wood. Why in the world would this be the time to make another baby? What are you? What? Who is thinking this? It
1: makes no damn sense. She had to pawn shit just to see him.
0: Yeah. Just to get to prison – just to get to Missouri so she could see him. It's like just for one cross-country plane ticket, she had to pawn stuff and she's like, we should have another baby. Like, what the crap?
1: Yeah. And the stuff she's pawning are family heirlooms. So it's like – Oh, yeah.
0: Pawning fairly – yes, that's another thing on top of it for sure. Oh, God. All right, so speaking of other people that are broke, last one's Andy and Brittany. Oh, gosh. So we pick up with Andy and Brittany right where we left off with Brittany saying she needs space and Andy being disappointed because he was like, we were going to go fishing today. So he's still trying to convince her to come along fishing because she's a nature girl. And then they can talk, you know, have some time to talk, just the two of them, like they used to talk when she was in prison, which was when their relationship was in a better place than it is right now. So even though it seems to me that this would be the thing she would like, Want to do least in the entire world? Ugh. She agrees. So although it doesn't seem like this is something she wants uh, because because she keeps responding to everything really sarcastically. And he's like, she- okay, why don't you go take a shower? And she's like, great. And he's like, then we can get going. And she's like... Perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Andy is so clueless. How is he not reading the room?
0: I don't know, but he seems pretty oblivious to the actual situation Oh, my God. Here it's so sad. he's like, they go to the interview and he's like, I really think this is going to work to rebuild our natural connection. God. But in her interview, she's basically being like describing having pretty intense anxiety over everything in life. So she says she's just finding a way to out of this feeling without trying to get high. And he thinks – That, you know, some pancakes and some fresh air ought to do the trick, you know, by by going fishing. So Andy apparently doesn't really like pancakes, but is making them for her, which he is, you know, meaning as a gesture of kindness. You like pancakes, I will make you some pancakes. Um, But Brittany does not read that way. Brittany's like, why are you making things you don't like? That's dumb. You're, you're You're trying to pretend you're somebody you're not. You're trying to trick me again. You're lying to me. And she's like... Settle down like she's she simply cannot accept the fact that anyone would do something for her like for her sake because she likes it. She's like, no, no, no. So then she's like, and now that we have lies, let's talk about the seven hundred dollars you promised me. (laughs) So she says she needs it now because and what has she been out like three days, four days? Right. Yeah. Okay, the five hundred she gave her at first already gone. She's like, I had to spend that on my kids. Um, so she needs that 700 now. So he doesn't seem too upset about that. And just like, okay, we'll go to the bank on Monday and get it. But she's worried that this is just another excuse. She's like, I think you're broke. Like you're going to go on Monday to buy yourself some more time. We should just go to the ATM now. And he's like, the ATM has a $500 limit. I can't get you $700 at the ATM, which may or may not be true. Different, obviously different ATMs do have different limits. Yeah. Uh, so she just asks and like he just denied, he denies that he's broke. And she also says doesn't seem to believe. Uh she's like, You also promised me a car. And he was like, Yeah, the car right out there. As long as you get me to work, you can do whatever you want with it all day long. And so she's mad about that too, because she was like, No, 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 no. I was promised a car in my name. I need the title in my name. Um, and you're just using this to control me, right? Um, so Lots of things about title, and then she's like, Do you even own the car? Are you financing the car? You can't sign the title over if it's financed, like really <laughs> gri- grilling him to figure out what the catch of this car is. And so uh, so she decides there's no way you can sign the title over her. Like, again, you're only using this to control me. So she's convinced that his goal is to leave her completely dependent on him. Um, again, this is because he wouldn't give her $700 in the title of a car right now. Yeah. Um so at this point, uh she tells him that he's full of shit and he gets up to pull, uh, pull his bank account information. So he's got about 2800 in his bank account, which is not great. But then she laughs at it because she's like 2800 and 1200 of that is mine. Notice she what she did there. It was only <laughs> 700 that he owes her and whatever. So she doesn't believe it his ATM limit is 800 and she doesn't she wants to see this fraud and that's when we get some sketchy things from his end. So he doesn't, he said, Well, oh, I haven't reported the fraud yet, but I'm going to prove it to you. Here's a $100 deposit into a sports book. And she's like, Okay, that's not fraud. That's just you gambling. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't prove anything. So he says that, of course, he's gambled before, but not on this website. But either way, she's confused because he told her before that this account was locked because of the fraud. And it makes no sense if that it would be locked because for the fraud, if he never actually reported any fraud. So he denies it in an interview with production and says, you know, he's not going to be able to convince her uh, away from something she already believes. So he's also suspicious that at this point that she's just after the money. Like, why does she need the $700 right now? Because she's trying to
1: leave your ass. She
0: takes up his mic and and he wants to take a minute outside. So she tells us she can run circles around his bullshit. And he says he doesn't give a shit about anything, blah, 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 blah. All right. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. Is there any other possible situation to this that she wanted him to give him $700 in the car and she's going to fucking bounce?
1: Oh, yeah. She's 100% going to bounce. Like just how (laughs) she's even treating him. It's very in a I don't care. I'm burning the bridge right now. I'm Mm -hmm. the whole thing is up in flames. I will talk to you like and give you attitude because I don't give a shit if you're like it's done right now. Oh, right. good. You know, with without her having to break up with him, she is treating him like she doesn't care if they're broken up. Uh, she's going to try get whatever she can because she doesn't want to be with this guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they if he has had enough in the process and breaks up with her, but whatever.
0: Yeah. And so that was my issue with the, with the scene. If she if uh, she's done with this guy, he's creepy. Yeah. His lies don't add up. Um, I'm not going to say that they do. They don't. Right. His, his fraud. It was locked. No, it's not locked. It's just gambling, but not my gambling. I gamble on other web. None of it adds. Up. It doesn't add up. Right. And so I am totally on board with her being like, you know what? I'm done with you. Take me back to my family. I'm done. We're, we're yeah. broken up. What I have an issue with is, give me seven hundred dollars and the D and the title to your car. Right. <laughs> like, and then I'll and then I'm just gonna ghost you. Like that. That takes it to a different. That, that changes the parameters somewhat of the of the breakup here.
1: Yeah, but I mean, can you blame the girl, I guess?
0: Yes, I can't. Do not steal. Even if he did you wrong, you can't steal a couple thousand dollars from the guy. Like, it's not okay.
1: Okay, but okay, this is how I see it. You see it as stealing. I see it as if he's dumb enough to give her that money. Well, you know, it just is what it is. I don't see it as stealing. Stealing would be like her taking it from him without him consenting to it. If he's an idiot enough to consent to it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel, I still feel like she is, it, I, I feel it's fr- maybe not stealing as a thing, but it's very fraud adjacent. She has no intention. And it, it, is he an idiot for not st- seeing it? For sure.
1: Well, he's an idiot for setting it up because he's already said, I don't want a strings attached to like, uh, this is no strings attached to money. That I'm giving you, you Mm -hmm. know? And even Barry was like, "Mm, is this a good idea, giving a drug addict just cash?
0: Cash in a car. That's a fantastic idea. (laughs) And
1: how is that helping her stay sober? Like his kids even question like the motivation here. And and it is. It is kind of – the reason why I'm not bothered by this at all is because I do think Andy was trying to use this money as a form of control. Like I'm giving you a little taste. So you know where you have to come back to get this money.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I, at this point I'm questioning whether whether br- whether or not Brittany was this was her plan the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like she had set up and she put kind of put into his head. It's really important that the money be no strings attached. It's really important that I have money, you know, on my own up front, and I have my own car that I sure. can move around. Like it sounds like this might have been her intention the entire time: was get out, get him to give me the money in the car, and then split.
1: Yeah. Like, well, and
0: and and it just took – and she was upset and maybe part of the reason she was so upset at the beginning was that it was like this is taking too long and this gross guy keeps trying to hump me. I just <laughs> wanted the gunny and I wanted the car and I was going to get out of here. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I mean there's a lot that we don't know about what was said before. For sure. Yeah. But I wouldn't put either scenario past either of
0: them. Oh, yeah. they're They're both – but it's like the thing. You can't – if you even if it was a con by on Britney's sake, you can't con an honest man,
1: yeah, right? It, it was yeah.
0: because it only worked because he was trying to get one kind of get stuff over on her, too,
1: right? Right, okay. So, uh, we saw everyone, I think. No, yeah, we, we did didn't not see Britney and Key
0: Rock, that's right, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, okay. So, out of the group you saw this week, who was your student of the week?
0: Uh, I said Renika for. In theory, actually just being like, and that's done. <laughs> no more of that. Like, if we can actually get the clean break that's promised, then that's always a plus in, in my yeah, book for these people.
1: Yeah. Uh, I went with Louie. I just really appreciated the fact that, one, it's – he's not trying to, you know, take Melissa for a ride – You know, he was trying to pick the cheaper option out of the two things. Um, I also really appreciated, like, when he gave her the heart-shaped pizza and she was like, is this an apology? And he was like, well, you know, like, I'm sorry you feel the way – and, you know, he was very careful to be like, well, you know – To not word it that way.
0: It was like, I did something wrong.
1: (laughs) Right. And I think – and it was, like, pretty honest, I thought. And then also I appreciated the fact that he was like – You know, I don't see it as flirting, but you do. So I will work on it instead of Mm -hmm. being defensive. Yeah. Yep. All right. How about your dunce?
0: I said Brittany. Okay. Just for this blatant, like, give up. And I agree. I think she tried other things and this was just her, like... Well, that's it. I'm throwing the grenade. It's even yeah. going to work or it's not going to work. Here right. we go. But this One blatant, way or the other, this, I'm getting out here. This blatant money grab. Yeah. Right, I'm right. I'm either leaving with the money or without the money at this point. Let's go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went with Chelsea. I just – her behavior was really like ugh, nasty uh, this entire episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just was super like unnecessary and like she let her bad attitude like prevent her from supporting Mikey. And I mm-hmm. don't agree with that. So yeah.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: Okay. Uh what about your life lesson?
0: So everything in life that you don't buy regularly, right? If I go mm-hmm. to the grocery store, I buy my gas, I know how much gas how much gas costs and the groceries are and stuff. But like everything else, your lawyers, your dentistry, <laughs> furniture, home improvement, all of it costs way more than you think it should. Sure. Like always.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, also shop around a little bit too.
0: Also true. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go. There's not, there's more than one dentist in town that will work on your person for sure.
1: Sure. Yeah. You can go over the border to Mexico too. (laughs) Probably not.
0: Louis can't go over the border to Mexico. Right. Right. That's true. Yeah.
1: Can't remote, uh, you know, get your dental work done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mine is, I feel like it's probably had some variation of a lesson we've had in the past. Uh, It's fine to have multiple people you're dating, but be upfront if you think that, you know, if you're saying that they're your number one. Because honestly, I feel that some of these women are okay knowing that they're in the mix. Right. Yeah. And that for there's sure. other women around. Oh, I have and, no,
0: I have no, yeah. I have no beef with somebody, with women who are like, who are like, hey, I'm with you. And tonight. I think there and are, things. but I think but
1: that's what, just letting you deters know, I'm still playing them. the field. Yeah. Right. I think like, that's what <laughs> deters the, you know, partner from being honest is because they think, oh, well, if they think there's other people, they're going to also, you know, not be exclusive. And then,
0: well, that's that to me, that's also, that's also, that is hypocritical and wrong to be right. like, well, I but can I date like other people, but yeah. you can't. Like, I can I think they're more worried that the person's going to break up with them. Yeah, like, but I, yeah. you really were my favorite of all the women I was dating. But I wanted to still date five oh, other women.
1: God. Like, yeah,
0: and that's what they mean by their number one. They're like, I wasn't lying. You are my number one. Except oh, for like, what's his face in Boston, because he was telling like he was telling both of them all of them one. that they
1: were number one. <laughs> Everybody's
0: <Yeah>. number one. <laughs>
1: All right, so uh, we will be back again with this group next week. Yes, we will. So until then.
0: All right, see everybody then.
1: Okay, bye. Bye.